Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Coming up on NBA Today, how the Lakers' miserable season finally culminated in being officially eliminated from playoff contention. And they were put out by the NBA best sons. Are we sleeping on Devin Booker as MVP? Draymond certainly says so. Plus, Embiid and Giannis were both in action last night, too. So we'll get you caught up on their evenings, the jam-packed standings, and so much more. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. So 19 of the 20 playoff and play-in spots have been locked in. And just yesterday, we saw seven teams lock in playoff positions with seating still yet to be determined. Though. We're going to dive deeper into that in the next hour. The remaining question mark is who will avoid the West play-in? That's between Denver and Minnesota. But the biggest news, arguably, was which team won't be in the playoffs at all this year. With a win by the Spurs, the Lakers... We know it by now. They needed to win in Phoenix to avoid elimination. Guess what? They didn't. All right. Joined alongside Matt Barnes and Ramona Shelburne. Big perk. It's been a long season to get here. Let's just let's just get this over with. All right. Let's just let's just do it. Let's look. Let's see how it actually went down. Lakers. They were without LeBron James. Still out with that ankle injury. Devin Booker, he didn't care. He's like, I can get this done. Jay Crowder loves it up to Devin Booker, who finishes with the slam. He is not just a shooter. And then again, Devin Booker, this time with the assist to Mikhail Bridges. He can, he can do it all. He's high flying now. He's out there passing like CP. Everyone on the Suns played last night. There was no resting. There is no resting. Even at this point in the season, they wanted to set that franchise record. Chris Paul lobs it up. Yeah. I mean, what do they say? Is that the value oop at this point? Mm. Chris they Paul. Bone, they got a bone to pick this year, and they're showing that. Absolutely. Let's go ahead to the third quarter because this is when the wheels started to fall off. Devin Booker. Uh. Oh. Lobs it up. It's beautiful. Nothing Look at this. Ball movement. Nothing beats ball movement. They put on a clinic of ball movement last night. The Lakers, they turn it over. Oh. At this point, it's just sloppy. Devin Booker full ahead. As expected. Woo! Hey, they, and they hey, said, hey. yes, 121-110. Sorry, Lakers, that is the end. So the Suns, they set their franchise win record with three games still to go for the third time in franchise history. They'll enter the playoffs with the number one seed both prior instances after 62 win seasons in 93 and 05. They also rostered that season's MVP. So here's Devin Booker after the win. Did you relish? A little bit extra, the outcome tonight. Of course. I mean, that's the type of person I am, though. Um, you know, what do you call it, bullet, bullet board material? You know, our team feeds on that. Um, but, you know, that wasn't our main focus. You know, a franchise record was more important to us. They just happened to be in the way. I keep telling you, that's how life go. You know what I'm saying? What goes around comes around. That's how it is. And it was Phoenix term to come around. Extremely disappointed, you know, um, disappointed for our fan base, disappointed for the bus family. You know, gave us all the, this opportunity, and you know we want to uh, play our part in, in bringing success to, to Laker basketball. And um, you know, we uh, we fell short. It's obviously disappointing. 
on many levels, but ain't much you can do about it at this point. I almost wore the same outfit as DeAndre Ayton to the show today, <laughs> but I let him borrow my chain. It's fine. All right, Perk, let's start with you because I, I don't want to put you on blast here, but in the preseason, you said this Lakers team could win 70 games. Could win 70 oh, games. Uh, Obviously, that didn't happen. Up the tape. Oh. So how are go we going to remember this Lakers season, Perk? <laughs> you, you know what? For us super teams, because that's what the Lakers were supposed to be this year, that's what the Lakers are, when they acquired Russell Westbrook, they're going to be the biggest bust in NBA history. Mm. And here's why. For the simple fact that it's not that they got to the playoffs and didn't reach the finals or didn't win the championship. It's not the fact that they didn't even get into the playoffs. It's the fact that they even had another opportunity to get into the play-in tournament to actually give themselves a chance to get in the playoffs, and they failed at that. Look, when you have that many Hall, this many Hall of Famers on your team, you have zero excuses to be 17 games under 500. I don't care what no one says. So when the, for us with the Lakers this season in 2022, they will go down as the biggest bust for us super teams in NBA history. Mm. Because you cannot, I repeat, you cannot miss the playoffs and be 17 games under 500. I don't care what no one says. Mm. I agree, Perk. Uh, I don't know if I want to say in history. I got. I, I didn't do enough research for that, but I definitely will say in Lakers history. You know, to start the season with five or six, arguably. Hall of Famers and to end up here 17 games under 500 and I don't think it LeBron's legacy takes a hit I think his leadership takes a hit here and and, and when I say that is he's always done mm. so much for every franchise he's gone to he's put him on his back he's done his thing and been able to make you know wine out of grapes however you want to look at it but this season I mean individually he had a great personal season but I feel like where he lacked personally was keeping these guys on point it was disgusting some of the stuff we had to watch this year from a pure effort and energy standpoint and when you look at that you look at someone like a possibly Kobe Bryant when I've seen him personally get in people's face and just cuss them out to their damn near in tears mm -hmm. and they're grown men you know Michael Jordan probably would have been fighting his teammates if he had to see some of the stuff that these guys do so I feel like what makes LeBron great he's always been knocked oh he's not a killer he'll make the right pass and I've always loved that but I also think sometimes that hurts him because not saying I've never had him as a leader and I'm sure he has his ways of particularly leading this team but I know for a fact if 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 the two of the guys that I mentioned before saw some of the effort and energy that he saw from his teammates this year it would have been an issue I mean when Kobe Dwight and Nash all had injuries though they didn't win a playoff game they got to the playoffs but, but they didn't win a game neither this Lakers team the year 19 when he was averaging 22 on 37 percent shooting Kobe did the Lakers they went 10 and 25 in the games that he played in so I, I I'm not sure it's I, I understand what you're saying Matt but I'm not so, so sure it's say well Kobe Bryant would have been the white horse to fix no I'm this, not I'm definitely not Ramona. saying that but what I'm saying is Kobe would get in like he would not let the sure, but some if of you his teammates in someone's play face and it doesn't slide. turn into wins then you're just getting in somebody face but it's going to be a problem the entire season and it just didn't seem like at some point it just seemed like everyone's just like oh well forget it it is what it is and I just know like I said this is not even a not what LeBron has been able to do this season alone has been absolutely incredible he continues to climb yeah. the historical ladder but I'm just saying from a standpoint of just not having what he saw on, on, on a day in day out basis sometimes those guys wouldn't have had it like that yeah Laura, I mean, how are you going to reflect on look, this I mean to me this was a team that was put together as the, with this idea that the Laker championship teams of the past usually have two dominant players as their core and they surround them with different role players every every year. 
Um, they added another star to this group. And so we see the two teams that were picked as the co-favorites, the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers, mm. coming into this season. I, I'm starting to think that maybe that is not the model anymore in the NBA and how to build a championship team. Look at the teams that are winning right now. The Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker is a bona fide superstar. So is Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton is on his way up. But that is a full team with a lot of depth. Right. I mean, the Suns, when you watch, when Chris Paul and Devin Booker were out, we thought they would fall off. They did not. They went eight and three when Chris Paul was out of the lineup. Devin Booker, when he came, when when Chris Paul was out of the lineup, went 28, seven and five. I mean, this this is not just three three guys on max contracts and fill it out with minimum veterans. This is the collapse of the star system yeah. in the Chemistry. NBA. Right? Well, and you Chemistry. heard you heard what yeah, Devin no, Booker uh, said to Dave McMenamin. Hang on, Park. You heard what Devin Booker said to Dave McMenamin. He said that it felt a little extra sweet because remember what Anthony Davis yep. said just a little while ago that the that the Suns know that they got lucky. So I, I'm kind of over this. I can finally say we're done. The Lakers are done. So we're going to move them over here and we're going to talk about the winners, the number one mm -hmm. placed Phoenix Suns. Because last night outcome, yet another win for the first place Suns and. Draymond Green, he said yesterday, simply put, Devin Booker is the best player on the best team, and that means he yep. deserves the MVP. So does he have a point, Ramona? Uh, he has a point. I think Devin Booker should absolutely be in the top five of your MVP ballot. Um, I think there's three candidates who statistically are better than Devin Booker and, and, and in other measures, too. But Devin Booker will be in my top five when I vote for MVP. I he said when could, I vote, we'll mm, flex. There you go. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> you, you have a vote, too, right? Okay. The, um, I, I think his problem, and, and it's not his fault, is that he splits votes with Chris Paul. It, it's sure. hard to tell who the MVP of that team is. Like he jumped ahead of Chris Paul because Chris Paul was injured. Um, or it, with, the, with the thumb injury for such a long time. But Devin Booker is the MVP candidate on that team. Mm. And I think, you know, 18 of the last 20 MVPs have come from teams that finished first in the conference. Like, th this is this is a different break that we've had now in the NBA where we used to, it used to be best player on the best team. Big Perk, I have a feeling that y you have something to say about all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do. One, everything that comes out of Draymond Green mouth ain't the gospel. That's the first thing. Second, <laughs> I do think that Draymond, I do think that Draymond Green, yep. I do think that Devin Booker should be in the conversation. But look, yep. this is what I've been talking about for so long for us. What is the criteria for us winning the MVP? Let's not forget yep. that we rewarded Russell Westbrook, and rightfully so, when he won the MVP. The Oklahoma City Thunder didn't have the best record in the league. Jokic. Last year, they didn't yeah. have the best record in the league. Like to me, when I look at the when I look at the guy that's the MVP, it's the the guy that's the most valuable to that team. If you take that guy off that team, where that team would be? And right now, I said it yesterday, and I said it again. My MVP candidate is is Joel Embiid for what he had to go through. For as his one yeah. of his his superstar, his All Star, and Ben Simmons quitting on him and him carrying the load, keeping them afloat. Also, right now. Who is about to win? Who's on the verge of winning the scoring title? That's Joel Embiid, yep. the yep. last big man to do that was Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. Shaquille O'Neal won the MVP. We have to keep the same energy, and we have to figure out where's the criteria and stop moving the goalposts every single <laughs> season on what the MVP is going to be. I, I mean, look, Devin Booker, it certainly seems to me that he's making a case to, at the very least, finish top five in MVP voting, and even that isn't a lock. You mentioned that 18, Ramona. 
57 of 66 Ooh. were the one seed to the two seed. Joel Embiid and yeah. the 76ers, though, they're up there in the standings in the other yeah. conference. So, Perk, let's take a little bit of a deeper look at your MVP candidate. Leading scorer in the NBA after last yeah. night, Joel Embiid has a narrow edge on LeBron James, who must play in two more games to qualify after a huge night for Joel Embiid in Indianapolis. So let's take a little bit of a deeper look at that performance from Joel Embiid and the 76ers. So the first quarter, just, I mean, just look at this. Gets off his feet, nifty, finger beautiful. And then closing the first quarter, once again, look at this. Look how many defenders are on him, throws it up off the backboard, yeah. and he hits it. One more look at this. I mean, that's beautiful. And then you can go ahead, he can get it done on the inside too. Overpowering the smaller defender, lays it in. I mean, it, over and okay. over and over again. He ended up finishing with 45 points, 13 rebounds, the Sixers win it. Here's Embiid after the game. I told him that I've seen everything. Uh, you know, <laughs> double team, triple team. Give him a damn MVP. Yeah. That's what we like to hear. I told him that I've seen everything because he tried a hard double. Uh, he used to do that in the past when it was with Atlanta. So I just told him, I was like, he ain't going to work. I've seen everything. I'm going to make the right plays. I'm going to find my teammates. Uh, and then I'm just going to be aggressive and get deep position. When your former teammate is saying that you need to win MVP, I mean, that, that's saying a little something. But, but LeBron, he still needs to play in two more games to qualify for the scoring title on top of putting up some big numbers. And Joel, obviously, with a monster output last night. So here's my question to you, starting with you, Matt Barnes. The scoring title, Perk just alluded to it. Who does it matter more to? I think in this point, it's going to matter more to Embiid because I think it's going to stamp his MVP sure. trophy he should be getting. Mm, but I preach. think LeBron really, preach. really, really wanted this. I mean, <laughs> it's been a disaster of a season to think okay. at this, at his age, what he's been able to do individually this season, statistical-wise, the, 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 the people, the historic players he continues to pass. This would have been somewhat a bittersweet, like, yeah, this is a terrible season, but hey, man, Braun was the scoring MVP. But to your, to your point, he needs two more games to qualify. Perk, I don't know if he can play in these next two to three games for the simple fact that he didn't play when it mattered last night on an elimination game. So people are going to start saying, like, well, mm. you didn't play against Phoenix, but you're going to try to come back and win the scoring title. So it could be a little tricky for him to come back and play. I would love to see Braun win the scoring title at this age just because it's been such a nasty season for them over there in L.A. Perk, you started to talk about this earlier. I think you were leaning towards Embiid. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. Look, I feel like with Embiid, it will stamp him winning the mm -hmm. MVP. Like I said before, the last big center to lead the league in NBA won the MVP, and that was Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, this guy's putting up 30 a night, and he's doing it on a consistent basis against whomever. And that's without that was this was before James Harden. Mm -hmm. Right now, what he's doing and how he's carrying the load in the tougher conference, I have to say it matters most to MB. But I will say this to you guys. I strongly believe that LeBron James should not want to win the scoring title. And this is why. Your team cannot be 17 games mm. under 500 mm. and miss the playoffs on the super team and you win the scoring title. I feel like that would be a bad look for Braun because how would that look for anybody that is sitting at the table for us mm. the GOAT conversation and you're sitting at the table and you're saying, hey, I won the scoring title, but my team didn't make the playoffs, they didn't make the play-in, and we finished 17 games under 500. Uh, it just don't look good. That's a good point, Perk. I, I know what you're saying. I, I think 
being able to take it to oldest scoring yes. champ ever. Right. At age 37 and almost a half, okay? 37, almost a half for LeBron James. Oh, man. That's two years older than Michael Jordan was when he won his last scoring title, yep. who, is the, who is the current oldest player ever to win it. I don't think LeBron can win it now, though, too. I don't know how you justify playing in right. two of the last three games. Uh, when you, like, my understanding, honestly, with his ankle injury, if this, this is a, an injury that would have kept him out two, three weeks in the regular yep. season, he only played in that game the other night because they had to win it. And so he and Anthony Davis gave it a go. It set him back a little bit. I don't know how you can put yourself out there. Plus, if he plays, he can't just play. He has to try to score 30 because right. that will make his, yeah. his numbers yeah. go down. Yeah. you got to shut both of them down, yeah. AD and Bron, yeah, the rest but, of the season. Yeah, but, 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 but here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? LeBron James is in a different conversation than everyone else, right? And so when you start to put him in that conversation with, with, with Michael Jordan and, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and you start to set the bar and say, all right, well, let's go back and look at when Jordan won the scoring titles or the multiple scoring titles that he won. What, did, what was their record with the Bulls? Early and like, it was if terrible. you go back and you see... But we don't even yeah, but, remember. But, that's but what, what I'm that's saying is, He's the oldest scoring champ, but I don't remember that year, right. but... He has it. He has that title. I think it would have looked nice. I, don't, I just nice don't talking think it's a good We're, we're going to have a chance to dig into this a little <laughs> bit more later in the show, both the Suns and the Lakers, because still ahead on NBA Today, Kyrie, he went bonkers. Did y'all see this last night against the Rockets? Will he keep that momentum rolling tonight mm. against the crosstown rival Knicks? And I said it, we're not done with the Lakers. Our Dave McMenamin joining us for more Laker fallout. How different will that roster look next season? Hmm. And Aaliyah Boston of the national champion Gamecocks joins NBA Today in a matter of minutes. We'll be back in just a bit. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. So we had a pack night of NBA games. I'm here with Ramona Shelburne and Matt Barnes. Let's just get right to it and go coast to coast. Hey, Big Perk, you're joining in too. All right, check out this play. Kyle Anderson to send the game to overtime. Ramona, is this a make or break year for the Jazz? Yeah, I think it is. There's so much pressure on Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert to get going, and this is a big win for them. I would absolutely agree. Yeah. I was watching this game thinking, wow, are the yeah. Grizzlies really going to come back and do this are year? Rudy Gobert is making Woo. a case for Defensive Player of the Year here. Speaking of postseason yep. awards, the Heat, they scored 144 points against Charlotte. Tyler Hero, mm. career-high 35. Perk, is he your sixth man of the year? Absolutely, you could yes. book it. He got my vote. But look, the Miami Heat, just a few weeks ago, we were talking about the little scuffle and the little hissy fit they had on the yep. sideline. All of a sudden, it worked because now the Miami Heat are actually playing a great brand of basketball. Yep. Absolutely. And Tyler Hero knows he's going to need to keep it up in the playoffs as well. All right, Jalen Green had 30 last night in Brooklyn. His fifth straight game with 30 or more. Last rookie to do that was AI. So, Matt, what's the ceiling for Jalen Green here? I think he's an all-star. You know, this guy's 
Warriors in rare air right now with his 30-point streak. Um, only a handful of guys have been in that conversation, and this kid is going to be a star. I want to stick in the same game here because on the other side, Kyrie, he dropped 42. Oof. So is he the biggest individual X factor heading into the postseason, Matt? I think he is. You know what you're going to get from KD. We're still trying to figure out what the rest of the team's going to give. But if Kyrie is Kyrie that, that, that we saw last night, this team still, no one's necessarily talking about them right now, but they can win a championship. This was the original duo, Kevin Durant, yeah. Kyrie Ooh. Irving. They joined forces a couple years ago. And Nick Claxton's like, uh-uh, that is nasty. A little handshake to top it off. Woo. All right, I do want to stay in the East here, though, because we have some news. I want to bring in our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, to focus in on the Bulls here, who despite losing to the Bucks last night, they clinched their first playoff spot in five years. But as you reported, Lonzo Ball will not return for the remainder of the 21-22 season and will continue daily treatment and rehab of his left knee in preparation for next season. So what went into this decision, Woj? Malika, they tried to rehab that knee, uh, get Lonzo Ball back on the court, and they were just unable. Uh, the knee continued to cause him discomfort, so the Bulls are shutting him down now for the rest of the season, and they'll use the offseason to get him back, but this is a player who was so integral to the Bulls' early mm. success, yeah. Yeah. and now... You know, listen, they've got to get him healthy for next year. You know, he had issues with this left knee in the past, had the meniscus surgery in January, and now this is a Chicago team that will go the rest of the way without him. And sticking with the stars here, Zach Levine did not play last night due to left knee soreness. Mm. What's the latest with Zach's health, health as they prepare to, prepare to face the Celtics tonight? Well, he, he set out last night on this back-to-back -back with Boston. He's expected to play tonight against the Celtics. He's only missed one game uh, since he tweaked that knee prior to the All-Star break. He's going to play with discomfort for the rest of the season. They'll deal with it in the offseason. But, you know, Zach Levine, listen, he knows there is more on him with for this Bulls team right now uh, with uh, the injuries they've had with yeah. ball out, with Alex Caruso uh, dealing with back issues. Zach Levine's going to press on, uh, but he's not been 100%. I mean, that's been clear if you've watched him. Absolutely, and Zach knows <clears throat> the load that is on his shoulders right now. Lastly, Woj, I understand that you have some news about the NBA draft. What can you share with us? Kentucky's Ty Ty Washington, one of the best guards in the country. He's declared for the June draft. Uh, really an explosive playmaker. Uh, played one season at Kentucky. Considered maybe the best pick-and-roll point guard in this draft. He played through an ankle sprain for really most of the second half of the season. NBA teams saw his toughness, his willingness to play hurt, but this is an explosive player. You know, he'll get past that ankle injury. This is a lottery pick in the draft, really a prototype, prototypical point guard for the modern NBA. Absolutely. Ty Ty averaging 12.5 points, 3.9 assists, and mm. 1.2 steals. Woj, thank you so much for joining us here on Thanks, NBA guys. Today. We still have so much more ahead, though. This Lakers roster, not exactly a success. So how different will the roster look next season? Run it back. Hmm. Okay. Perks answer next. And Kyrie and KD were both in action last night. Can they keep the momentum rolling tonight against their crosstown rival, New York Knicks? And the champ is here. Aaliyah Boston joins NBA hey. Today in a bit. Fresh off winning the Natty. Don't miss that interview as NBA Today rolls on. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Lakers fans, they were put out of their misery last night with their postseason hopes officially dashed. So for more on Los Angeles, we welcome in our Lakers reporter, Dave McMenamin. So Dave, what's the mood inside the franchise this morning? Malika, there's a hangover over this team right now. They stayed the night in Phoenix. They're going to fly to San Francisco today for their first of the final three games that mean nothing in terms of their postseason contention. But just being around the team, walking out of Footprint Center last night, there was a sense of a lack of accomplishment, uh, but also a recognition that things just didn't go their way. Russell Westbrook, I asked him, listen, you know you got 21 games between you, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. Does that give you a sense of wanting to get a real chance to do this all over again with more games? And he said, that's the plan, but that may be out of our control. And that's the story of this season. There were things that were both in the Lakers' control and out of the Lakers' control that went terrible in this treacherous year. The Lakers all season have not taken accountability. They don't know how to win games no more. It's fitting we have white collars on because we're going to administer last rights. <laughs> Ever been at the movies and the film was so bad you wanted to bounce but couldn't because you were on a date? Or been stuck on a turbulent flight with no choice but submit to the harrowing experience until the plane touched down? That was the Los Angeles Lakers 2021-22 season. It's finally over. You can go now. I hate losing. This is not what we, none of us signed up for, obviously. The play-in tournament was supposed to be a lifeline, but ended up trapping the Lakers in their snake-bitten season long after the jury was out. A collapse after the All-Star break brought about the merciful ending, and with it, a cease to incessant injuries, a break from defensive breakdowns. The turnovers turned off and missed shots that won't be missed. Sucks telling these guys every game, proud of you, good effort. We lost. The end of their playoff hopes coincides with the beginning of questions anew about how this team moves forward. Will Frank Vogel keep his job? Is there a shakeup in store for the front office? Which role players will return? Will LeBron James commit to a contract extension this summer? Can they rely on Anthony Davis? Will they trade Russell Westbrook, or perhaps a better phrasing, can they trade Russell Westbrook? Quit making excuses. This thing did not work out. The parts did not fit. It's a mess. They're all questions that will be answered in the future, as opposed to the questions looking back on the year that will remain unknown. The biggest thing that I think about personally is what could we have been
Like I walked out of the arena with Anthony Davis last night and I asked him, do you feel like this extended offseason you have ahead of you gives you an opportunity to reevaluate your training methods to perhaps put yourself in a better position to play more games moving forward? And he told me, actually, that's not the case at all. He told me the Lakers medical staff have told him that both the injury he suffered in Minnesota with the knee and the injury he suffered against the Jazz where he landed on Rudy Gobert's foot, mm. that both of them could have been season-ending in their own right had he not already adopted a strong training method and work ethic. And so he believes he already has a pathway to move forward and stick to to be a more effective player and play more games moving forward. One more thing I can tell you for any Laker fans out there itching for some sort of consequential move as a result of what happened last night. I'm told the Lakers coaching staff have not heard anything from the Lakers front office in terms of uh, a decision that made about their jobs moving forward. And so you will see that coaching staff in San Francisco against the Warriors on Thursday night. Three more games remaining for the Lakers, and then the questions begin in the offseason. Dave McMenamin, thank you so much. Now, the Lakers, they weren't even very good in the 21 games with LeBron Davis and Russ in the lineup, winning just 11 of them. And their offense was with this trio on the court, scoring fewer points per 100 possessions than every team but the Pistons, the Thunder, and the magic did for the season. So not exactly the company that you want to be in. So back here with Ramona Perk and Matt. And Ramona, let's start with you. You're yeah. so plugged in with this franchise. You heard Dave talk about the coaching staff. What will the roster look like next season? Well, I think that discussion begins and ends. Well, not ends, but begins with Russell Westbrook and right. what they do with him. And my understanding, Malika, is they are not inclined to necessarily incentivize a trade for him just like they weren't at the trade deadline i think the sense is if you have a new let a let a new staff let a new person try to do this again it's 47 million dollars they don't necessarily want to attach a draft pick or a tht to sure just get rid of him now that then that puts the onus on russell westbrook would he do a buyout okay right now he was asked that last night what he said yesterday that's the plan now I think Russ is a very proud person, and when you do a buyout in this league, you become a person who has done a buyout in this league. And I th there is something for him, and he would have to get very comfortable with that, that idea. Right now, I don't think he's there. My sense is he's a proud, he's a proud person and a proud player. Um, I don't think that's his inclination at all. Um, and so then it goes back to the Lakers. Would they wave and stretch him? It was pointed out to me yesterday. Um, Luol Deng is still on the Lakers cap. <laughs> Remember Luol Deng? Mm. $5 million of the Lakers cap is still going on that Luol Deng contract. Right. This is the last year, though. And so do they really want to start that process all over again by waving and stretching Westbrook? All of which leads us to this very point, which people don't believe. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, okay? But <laughs> the big three, I think probably more likely that they come back in that form or fashion Again. Well, when, when, when you said that Russ said that's the plan, he was saying that about coming back to the Lakers. And we yeah. all heard Magic Johnson the other day say that if they had had DeMar DeRozan yeah. instead, that they would have gone to the Western Conference Finals. I, I think that is partially rooted, though, in the fact that yep. if they had signed DeMar, then potentially they could have kept Alex Caruso or some of these other players on contracts. Potentially. Potentially. Perk. What do you make of what you just heard from Ramona Shelburne that there is a likelihood that this big three could be returning next year for the Lakers? 
Well, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about, but I'm going to say this. You know, the Lakers have made their bed, and they have to lay in it. And and, and I think yeah. that Russell Westbrook is not going anywhere. I think they're going to run it back. The unfair thing about this situation is that someone has to take the blame, and someone has to take the fall, and someone has to be the scapegoat. And I think that's going to be Frank Vogel, unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah. a guy that just delivered a championship there. But somebody has to get... Somebody has to take the blame. He's going to be the fall guy. And I hate it for Frank Vogel because if you go and look at what he's done as a head coach for us with the Pacers and with the Lakers and things to that nature, he has done an exceptional job. He's well-respected. But I think they're going to let him go after the season. I think they're going to bring back the entire big three. I think Russell Westbrook is not going to go into that bio market because once you go go into that bio market, and you put yourself in that position, it's no point of return. Like, once you go into that bio market, now you're floating in dangerous waters where now you're putting yourself in another tier of players that you really don't want to be in. So I think they're going to bring their big three back, going to give it another run, and I think they're going to let Frank Vogel go. I think Frank will be a casualty of war for everything that, that, that Perk said. I mean, just two years removed from a championship, playoff first-round exit, but they were an injured team, and then this year's team is a disaster. I think he lost the respect of the team. Not to say he's not a good coach and he won't land on his feet because he will, but he's just lost the respect of the team. And then I also agree, Perk, they're going to bring this team back. I mean, it, it was really only 21 games together, and although those numbers weren't impressive, they needed time to figure it out. And I think in order for this to work is – LeBron is probably going to have to make the most sacrifice because if you think about it, he is a ball-dominant player. Going to be the number one scorer of all time, top 10 in assists, so there's no one else you really want to have the ball in their hands than, than him. But I think in order for this to work, he has to be able to find that balance where he can let Russ be Russ. When Russ is by himself, he's at still at 26, 8, and 7 without the two superstars. With, with Braun, he's at 16, 7, and 6. So look, Russell Westbrook can still play this game, but to me, what it's going to take is him and LeBron really being on the same page in that give and take of when you can go, when I can go type situation. But they don't really have too many choices outside of that. Well, we'll, 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 we'll end this on this. When I was in Staples Center on the sidelines the other day, I asked someone within the organization, I said, hey, how are you? And they told me, oh, we don't ask that question around. Here. We say hello, we say good afternoon, we say good morning, but we don't ask how are you. The Lakers' fate, it is now uh, sealed. It's tough out here. It's done. It's sealed. The last day of the NBA regular season is this Sunday, April 10th, and the biggest matchup of the day with the most important playoff implications will be on ESPN and the app at 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific. We get it started with NBA Countdown at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. Up ahead on NBA Today, the champ is here. Our interview with national champion herself, Aaliyah Boston. Don't miss that. It's next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Credit Karma. Start to finish. It is not unfinished business any longer. 
picture of me crying, but today we're national champions. Happy tears, Holly. We would now like to welcome in a national champion and Wooden Award winner, Aaliyah Boston, to the show. Aaliyah, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Thank you for having me. Hi. Hi. Absolutely. We're so excited. I'm just going to dive right in. You've had so many individual accolades this season, all topped off with a win against UConn in the national championship game. And we saw the raw emotion you showed after the big win, and it was only a few days ago. But just how special was that for you and your team? I mean, it was so special. This is something that we wanted um, this entire season. We knew that we had a special team and that we were able to accomplish it. And so to be able to do that, it's, it's amazing. And it's certainly amazing. There, there's been, though, some dynasty talk around your South Carolina team. And with some key players returning next season, have you already started to think about winning another national title? <laughs> I definitely have. I think next year we can do the same thing and that'll definitely be our goal because being the last team standing at the end of the season is something that everyone wants and so we want to be able to do that again. That's just such a winner's mentality, right? Because Giannis Antetokounmpo, he wins one. He said, that's the messed up part about my brain. I'm already thinking about how do I win the next one. But Coach Dawn Staley, she's now won two national championships at South Carolina. Just how influential has she been for you? She's been so influential. I mean, Coach Daly's the reason that we all came to school here and just how she's helped us on and off the court, just be able to grow into young women. I mean, it's more than just basketball for her, which I think is just so special. And she just helps us in so many different ways. We had Lisa Leslie on the show the other day, and she said, I was roommates with her at one point, and she was the neat roommate. Do you see that playing out in her coaching at all? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I see it. I mean, because she's just... She's just organized. I mean, even with her coaching, just everything goes a certain way. And I mean, it fits perfectly. It's just perfect pieces to the puzzle. And she is the ultimate winner. And, and you're such a unique talent, Aaliyah. Is there anyone you model your game after in the pros? I mean, not exactly model, but I've definitely looked up to Candace Parker mm. um, just since I was young, just seeing her height, um, just being as tall as she is and being able to do what she does on the court. I mean, it's just something that I would want to see my game develop. Absolutely. And her work ethic is also something to to model yourself after. I certainly try to. I mean, it's it's incredible just watching the work that she was able to put in and then what she did with Chicago. It was amazing, as was your run to the national championship. Thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today and congratulations on an unforgettable season. Thank you so much. Next on NBA Today, our Scoop Jackson details the Crosstown rivalry. We'll ask our crew if Knicks fans will root for the Nets come playoff time. Mm, I'm not sure about that. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We have a special NBA 75 doubleheader tonight. The traditional Nets-Knicks broadcast is on ESPN. And then on ESPN2, we'll have a version that showcases the NBA television graphic styles of the 1960s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And after that, the Suns and Clippers square off NBA countdown tips at 7 Eastern. 
So speaking of throwback styles, you can see today I am donning an ABC Worldwide of Sports Style blazer as an homage to our rich TV history covering the great game of basketball. So, you know, I'll just give it a full spin. And yes, it's only fitting that tonight we celebrate 75 years in New York, a city rich with basketball history, both on the pavement and the hardwood from the Knicks and the Nets. That city has always been a pillar of the game. As we celebrate 75 seasons, Scoop Jackson tells us why basketball is more than just a game for New York. The game has a mecca. Nueva York claims it, always has. Now, time and circumstance change, but purpose, never. And the purpose of what basketball means and the power it flexes is the blood that flows through New York's veins. It's almost a spiritual connection that this place has that no other city has. From the playgrounds up, park to park, Barclays to MSG. It's the embodiment of a league that's 75 seasons deep. Damn near everything the game is stood for can be found in these two. From the historic coolness and legacies of Clyde Frazier and Julius Irving. Patrick Ewing and Jason Kidd resurrecting each franchise in the 80s and 90s. The cultural significance of Jay-Z's one-time part ownership and Spike Lee's all-time ever-present presence. The die-hard love they still carry for Kenya Martin and Charles Oakley. Bernard King repping both. We have a new NBA champion, the New York Knickerbockers. Pandemonium as the New York Nets win. The joy of those NBA and ABA championships in the 70s still means something to the game, not just the city. 50 years later. that neither has won one since. And oh yeah, the unconditional, delusional, almost spiritual belief that soon that will end. Both franchises holding down the soul of the game in two different boroughs representing all five. For seven plus decades, no one believed that a city and a game could form a perfect union. The diamond jubilee that grew from concrete. Confirmation that this right here in New York is so much more than just basketball. When we return in 60 seconds, do not miss the top of the top. The biggest jaw-dropping plays from last night, NBA Today style. That's next. NBA Today is presented by Credit Karma. Get the money app where your hard work pays off and create your own karma. 
12 games on the schedule last night. You can make sure to check out Vince's place on ESPN+. Plus. 12 games on the schedule last night. We're going to do a quick one run through of the top of the top. So first, top ankle breaker. Watch Kevin Porter Jr. step back and make Andre Drummond touch the earth. Oh. Hey, he's a nasty one-on-one -on -one player. One of the best young one-on-one -on -one players in the game. What do you think, Big Perk? Man. Mm. Man, Ice had the cake. big fella doing a cha-cha slide. And Andre Drummond's been playing well for the Nets, <laughs> but my goodness. Anybody can get it, though. Ooh, yeah, on any comes. given night. That's yeah. the thing about the play-in tournament. That's what and makes those one game so dangerous. All right, let's go ahead to top dimes. And he hits a shot. Mm -hmm. First, Trey Young. You know he hits a shot, but he gets fancy. Finds Kevin Herter. Let's take a look at his passing first. Ooh, my on time, goodness. on target, in the shooting pocket. He's, his passing is under uh, Look, undervalued. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he scores so well, but he's Thank a hell of a you. passer. Well, Thank you. And then LaMelo Ball. Uh, he, was, he was showing out last oh, night. That was a he little a, no look. He had a couple already, nice passes in this game. We already know he's from L.A., so he Hollywood. He goes show out. That's <laughs> well, what they do. And you have Trey Young, who's certainly making a bid to make an all-NBA team. All right, lastly, top Throwdown. Jalen Green outruns everyone. This kid's gonna be a problem, man. What did you say? All star? That's it? That's his only ceiling is all star? I mean, I think so. I mean, I would love to see more, you but know I don't wanna I... you know I don't wanna give him too much yet. Excuse me, precious Achua. Oh! Mm. Slams Ooh, it down with authority. Off the huh. dribble. I mean, there's something I really happening didn't know with he the was Raptors. This skill to this year. There's something happening That's up north. Definitely playing good basketball, absolutely. All right, let's go from the top of the top to the top of the East. The Bucks, the Sixers, Celtics, all tied for second. So my question, starting with you, Perk, do these teams care at all whether they match up with Chicago, Toronto, or Brooklyn? Or at this point, is it just let the chips fall where they may, prioritizing chemistry, momentum? Let's go. Oh, oh, no, they care, Malik, and it's going to come <laughs> to this point where we're going to see guys start resting because they got sore fingers and, you know, they too, too much earwax in their ear. They can't hear. Hey, guys are going to be sitting down. Nobody, listen, nobody wants to just face the Brooklyn. Nobody wants to face the Brooklyn Nets in the first round, okay? Yeah. I mean, like, no matter how much pride you have, you whether somebody else battle it out and see them in the second round. Hey, this is this game is all about matches, but I feel like at the same time, if you're a top two or three team, you can't be dodging no kind of smoke. You got to be able to take whoever's there at the time and, and take them down, period. Whether it's a random year where Brooklyn's at the bottom, still, if you're a top one or two team, you can't care who you play. You just got to go out there and win, period. I mean, I mean I, the Milwaukee Bucks last year, right? They had the option to maybe chill out a little bit, avoid facing Miami in the first round after losing to them the year before, and they said, nuh-uh, mm -hmm. we won't want to go through the hardest smoke, path, right. path of resistance and guess what they swept him and if you if you they try to get too cute with seating, they want to get their leg back yeah it never works like that all right that's it for us we're back at it tomorrow for Ramona Perk Matt and our entire cast we appreciate you watching we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.